Welcome to Screed Talks. I'm Mike Pence. This is my co-host Don Gallagher. Screed Talks is a podcast kind of shining a light on the asphalt paving industry. We're going to talk about some of the things that are happening in the industry today. Today we're going to talk about World of Asphalt. So World of Asphalt was located in Indianapolis, Indiana this year. And I guess there was over 9,000 people that attended, right? I had a booth. You brought down quite a few people, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. We had about 30 employees, several office people, and then uh, all of our foremen. And it was a good time. Right. And it's because World of Asphalt, it's not just a trade show, right? Like it also has like educational sessions and conference stuff. And there's some courses that you can take and everything too, correct? Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting that they call it World of Asphalt, right? Which is great. I mean, it's all about asphalt, but there's a lot of aggregate producers that are there as well as well as aggregate educational systems. So it's it's like a mini Con Expo, I guess, yep. per se. Yeah, and, they, and they're connected with Con Expo, and they, they alternate years with when Con Expo's on, there isn't World of Asphalt. But the National Asphalt Paving Association, they do that with Ag One, and then I think Con Expo combines with National Sand and Gravel. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the Con Expo is every three years, and then... Uh, World of Asphalt falls in those two off years. Right. We've had a booth there as Calvin Group for three or four years now. It's been really, really, really good for us. I actually had a bigger booth this year, which we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah, I spent spent quite a bit of time there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, we had a lot of fun. And generally, it, it was a really good show as a exhibitor. And I think you were telling me that it was really good as a contractor, right? Yeah. Yeah. These educational sessions are really good. Um, they range from safety to key performance indicators, also known as KPIs for just, you know, building kind of blocks to, to improve your processes on and get better overall. So how many, how many of those educational sessions did you go to this time? And you said most of your guys were going to, and girls were going to a couple, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we kind of had a pre-meeting, right. To go over all the classes and what made the most sense for each individuals. So like our paving foreman, we didn't have go to like an asphalt plant troubleshooting class. Right. Right. So yeah, we kind of broke it out into what their fields were and, and where they would get the most information there. And, uh, they really appreciated them. And for those that, you know, didn't have classes, got to take advantage of walking the, the show floor there and, and talking with, you know, manufacturers of some of the equipment that they're using and seeing what right. what new stuff's out there that we, you know maybe we don't have that we can incorporate to improve, uh, make their jobs easier. Right. So these educational sessions they get pretty specific, don't they? Like I was looking through the list of them, and they had like lay down best practices, energy efficiency at the plant, like pavement preservation, and things about supervision and wetlands, and it was kind of all over the place. Right. Which ones did you go to? Yeah, that's the hard part. There's so many to choose from, and there's a lot that overlap at the same time. Uh, So you kind of just pick and choose. And a lot of the times, you know, next year or the next time there's a World of Asphalt, it'll be available again to go to see. So you don't have to try to fit everything into this one trip, right? So they do, they do they do the same sessions then, or is it kind of a different lineup each time? Um, They change up a few of them, but I think the ones that get the most you know, attendance, they kind of keep going because they're popular and why take something away if people are attending them and getting information out of them. You don't want to take that away from everybody. Which was your favorite session this go around? Ooh, my favorite session, just because I'm big into technology and, you know, previously doing engineering, uh, there's a couple, you know, wireless sensors that can be used 
on equipment or in the plants to improve our processes. And they had a they had a class on that. Yeah, yeah. So ABB put one on um, on their sensors for their motors and bearings, so you could track you know temperature and vibrations and see if it's failing soon, and that just mounts straight to the bearing housing and on the in the plant, right? Yeah, like on the conveyors and stuff, right? Right, right. Yeah, we talked about some of that stuff. In fact, I was talking to a guy at the show from AEM that was going to do an interview with us later in the season to talk about some of the more in-depth automation things that they're doing and how they're trying to pull that all together and improve how you monitor your plants and things like that, which is stuff I don't know about. So I think that'll be really interesting. Yeah. I think some of the other cool classes that they had there too were like just increasing the workforce. I know, you know, we had talked about this in episode zero. That's the whole mindset behind this podcast kind of is to help get the knowledge and information out there to those that don't know about this industry to try to help bring people on. So they had, you know, increasing our workforce and onboarding and retention of employees, you know, what, what type of things, you know, with the new millennials coming in here, you know, what do they look for in an employer? You know, what, what's going to make them stay, you know, work-life balance is huge for a lot of people. So, you know, trying to focus on that type of thing for, for those employees. Yeah. And I think as we, as we continue as an industry to develop the technology base, I think things can get a lot more interesting when you show someone how you can control your plant and get all your notifications on your phone. Like that's really cool. And I think that's part of what will engage some of the younger crowd. Cause they think, Oh, I'm just going to do manual labor if I'm in the industry. And the reality is, is yeah, there's something to be said for a good career in manual labor. Right. Um, and we'll get into some of that stuff more when we interview some of the guys that are down on the roads and shoveling and operating the machines, et cetera. Um, but there's also a whole lot of tech jobs in the industry, like with what you're doing, your engineering background. I feel like the times we've talked, you're putting that to use to figure out how to do things differently. And, and I feel like there's a lot of tech that's interesting to you as a young guy um, that fulfills that tech niche too, right? Yeah. And uh, I guess to reiterate on what we talked about in episode zero is just with all this technology comes all this data. And what do we do with this data? You know, we really got to be able to look into it and dictate of, you know, hey, we have this warning that keeps going off, but it only goes off on Tuesdays at two o'clock. Why? Or if we're running at a lower uh, tons per hour on our plant, do we get this warning? Why? You know, what's off? Um, is a bearing going bad or, you know, I can't handle the slower rotations or, or what have you? Or is there more vibrations when you're running at a at a higher TPH than a lower one or vice versa? You know, maybe your fan's out of balance or something. Yeah. Now, is, most of that's reactive, right? It's not predictive. Right now. Yeah. It, it's mostly reactive. It's still, so, I still feel like I still feel like there's a lot of plant automation, but it's an application of current technologies, not necessarily something like people are just now something. So did you see any of that kind of stuff, like new equipment, new technology as you were walking around the trade show and talking to people at their booths? Yeah. I, I just think it's slow to come to our industry. Um, and, and like you were saying, most of this stuff, all the data, because we haven't had it very long, there hasn't been a whole lot of study mm -hmm. behind it to really dictate, you know, when we get this type of data, this issue is going to happen. This motor is going to fail, you know, until we can get continuous data and can actually process it and know, then we can, you know, use more of an AI and predict instead of being reactive so that we don't have, you know, downtime on equipment, downtime in the plants, trucks sitting and waiting. And, you know, that just increased your costs and everyone's trying to keep their costs down and keep production up. So, yeah. And then you can estimate it like at so many cycles, you know, the wear on this, 
conveyor or this portion of the machine it will be x and i think that's one of the big things there's a lot of data oriented not just automation but capturing information i think at the show in general and correct me if i'm wrong because you walked a lot around a whole lot more than i did yeah no there's a lot of new tech out there and it's just yeah you know how do you apply it um from from drones doing stockpile management to almost like an uber trucking for hauling materials. Didn't we talk about that? There's that drone company that can take a picture of your stockpile from the air and it estimates based on uh, like you enter in some measurements or you give, you give, you do some marking on the ground once, but that you can fly around and check all your stockpiles and it'll give you a really accurate yeah. like tonnage yeah, amount. They're, they're within almost like a couple tons of accuracy, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. There's, there's a, a few of them actually that were out there. That's, that's super cool stuff. That's super cool. Cause that's like almost augmented reality. Like looking at this and it's telling you how big this is. Yeah. I mean, cool. you, you look at what we used to have to do with, you know, having a guy go around and measure, you know, the size of the pile, the height of the pile to, to get that information. And that would take, you know, two weeks for them to get the pile. And depending on how quickly you're going through aggregate, it's, it's hard to, to know exactly what those, sizes are because you're eating into the pile and you're refilling it right. all at the same time while you're trying to take measurements yeah. where you know this drone will do it in 15 minutes that's nuts that's absolutely nuts and let's let's get into that in, in just a sec um but as, as far as just to wrap up what it's like as a contractor right you would highly recommend this as being like one of the must attend events of the year oh yeah i mean just between the educational systems and being able to see what new technologies out there and talk to some of the employers, you know, and, and producers out here, you get to find out a lot of cool stuff. I mean, there's stuff that we didn't know about new designs for, for metal, for doing fabrications and mm -hmm. ease of installation for repairs, which, you know, cuts down on your labor costs. And, and that focus on safety, it's, it's, it's nice for the guys to get away. stuff. do you usually send that many people? Or is it kind of still geographically dependent and like expense dependent? Like I know you guys had quite a few go to Nashville, but I don't remember how many people you had go down to Houston. Yeah, it, it kind of differentiates. Like with Houston, we sent our uh, project superintendents and then to Indianapolis was our field foreman, paving foreman, milling foreman. But you're definitely always sending more, like there's more people going than just a couple of you. Y yeah, usually. yeah, just because yeah. there's so much information to get out of it and, you know, we might see a piece of technology or we might miss a piece of technology that they're like, Hey, we could really cut down our labor costs and, and improve our efficiencies and procedures and make it safer out on the job. If we, you know, implement this, this simple tech or this tool or whatever it is, you know, that we might not notice being somewhat, I wouldn't say disconnected from it, but you know, we're not out in the field doing it every day. There's certain things that we just miss because we're looking more of you know data collecting and and new stuff to implement that we might miss some of those yeah so you so you'll look at like what the class lists are and then you'll kind of pick like hey this would be a good fit for x position in our company and then you'll send those guys etc i mean the national asphalt paving association who put on the show um with aem they do a really good job of like having everything listed out and all the information for even first time visitors, like the first time that I went, even though I'm, I wasn't an exhibitor and I'm not a contractor, I had someone who actually walked around with me and told me everything that was going on. Like it, they did a really good job for those things. So I'd encourage our listeners um, who have not attended or were thinking about attended to totally take a look at it because from my side, 
it's one of the most valuable things that we do as a equipment dealer. And from the contractor side, it sounds like it's one of the most valuable things that you guys do throughout the year as part of being involved in the industry. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, being able to send the guys is, you know, as like a thank you to them for the hard work that they put in, you know, over the years and over the season. And it gives them the opportunity to talk to some of these manufacturers of like, Hey, you know, this design doesn't quite work out in the field that in the design aspect, it might work, but it just, it doesn't seem to make sense or something, you know, you could, you can kind of talk to them and give them, you know, some feedback on improving different pieces of equipment or, or softwares and, you know, kind of what works for them. But then you also build the relationship, which is very important for these guys to get out there. And, oh yeah, well, it's the camaraderie. It's, it's the togetherness. It's the investment from the company in them and in some education. Like, I just feel like it's a really cool opportunity. I would totally do it. And the other thing that's cool is then you get to go out, like you do these educational sessions, then you get to go on the floor and then you get to geek out about the new equipment, about the new technology and stuff like that. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about next was there's a whole lot of cool new technology things that you saw and some new equipment that brand new off the line, new mills, new rollers, stuff like that, a new MTV um, for the US market. It's some really cool stuff. So I wanted to kind of start with that. What's, what's some of the cool new technologies that you and your guys saw while you're walking around on the floor, was there any new, like, why don't we start with like software or hardware? Like, was there anything interesting that way that you saw? Yeah, I think, you know, with these new trucking softwares coming up that help try to improve your, your, uh, trucking costs and, and help coach you to what is the proper amount of trucks to have for that job, uh, based off of what you're doing and then being able to track the trucks to make sure that they're staying on time and, and they're, they're staying on route, I guess, and they're not stopping at McDonald's or, or what have you when they're not supposed yeah, to Yeah, telematics be. is huge in the industry. Yeah, and, and then um, just being able to get that information quicker and more efficiently, you know, of not having to fill out the papers. And then if you lose the paper, well, now, you know, now you got to try to find out what where their time was uh, and, and that sort of thing where now you just fill it all out on your phone or an iPad and it gets pushed back to the server and, and it goes from there. Um, so you got the trucking, you got, you know, field timesheets and again, they're not doing paper, they're filling it out on their phones or their tablets and you can just, you know, do stuff a lot quicker now. It's interesting. Well, we also had as part of the independent equipment dealers association, we had our annual meeting, um, the week afterwards. And we actually did a whole thing on telematics. We had Dan Samford, who used to be with Herzog and he kind of spent his entire career in telematics and keeping track of fleet and management and stuff like that. And so he was talking about how, you know, they can set up the Bluetooth sensors that will, as someone goes out of your yard in the morning, it'll ping where they were and when they were leaving and you can set it up even to like the weight of the truck and like all sorts of really interesting stuff that is still being development. And I felt like there were a lot of companies that were doing that at the show. And it's really exciting. It's 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 really cool to get out there and find the right solution for each of your individual companies because everybody's going to be a little bit different. You know, when you're talking about Herzog and you're managing, you know, two hundred fifty million dollars in just fleet managed things, like that's insane. You know, <laughs> like right. that's a that's a big ordeal. And what's nice is there's a lot more choices now. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. You're not tied down to just one manufacturer, software producer of it right? There's, there's a whole slew of them. And yeah, I mean, with the telematics, you can see how long they were at the plant, how long they were on the scale for loading, maybe, uh, how long were they on the job site? How long were they attached to, to the paver or yeah. to the mill even? Uh, 
to improve. Yeah. You know, okay. And then you could even tie the weights of the truck when they get back, maybe they run them over the scale and type it in, uh, you know, okay. I was hopefully not overloaded, but you know, I'm pretty close to being at my max. So, you know, you're getting the most material in that truck that you possibly can for that job. Yeah, absolutely. What about new, uh, speaking of like the Bluetooth and stuff like that, what about new hardware and things or, or plant components and things like that? Did you see? So as far as like the hardware side of things, I mean, a lot of the the sensors that we kind of already talked about, whether they're wired or wireless that, that get your vibration temperatures. And uh, I'm sure there's, there's a lot more attributes that you can get from, from different components to better predict your downtime and component failures. But then you also have, you know, like your, your intelligent compaction, which is a hardware, but a software uh, package, right. To, to track your pass count for, for rolling, to get the density that you need. And, especially like when you're in an open field, it's kind of hard to remember, okay, at the 105th corn stock is, is where I stopped and I went back to the 85th corn stock or, you know, when they're, when you're not on a rural road and you don't have a mailbox or an address or a driveway to, you know, remind yourself on how many passes did I do in this area? You know, this device just paints it, whatever color you, you designate it. And you basically say, okay, I need to do eight passes. My eighth pass is white. So when, when I get that whole screen white, I know I'm done and I can move on to the next section. Uh, so you're not over rolling, right? You're not under rolling. You're getting exactly what you need to. And it's all done through GPS and, and cellular so that you're, you're accurate and it's all being pushed to the cloud so you can see it back in the office real time. That, that's being huge. It's getting pushed into a lot, of, a lot of specs for jobs now. We've seen it. There's several other states that are pushing it. Uh, Minnesota, Missouri. Uh, just to name a couple, right? you know, trying to jump on those type of things early can, can help you in the long run. That's awesome. Yeah. That, I, it's really interesting just to walk around and see, cause there's so much at the world of asphalt that I don't deal with and I don't understand. And so just being around it and just so many interesting conversations and just a little time that I had to walk around that I wasn't at my booth, um, which was cool. And on my side, I mean, there was some, they, they debuted new equipment, you know, uh, there were some new rollers and Dynapack has that new color scheme, that gray and red that looks awesome. Yeah. And I think they had a new roller there. It does look pretty and slick. Huh? They had a new MTV, which is kind of, it's kind of a Euro spec. It's like a track spec, kind of like the Volvo MT 1000. Um, it's an MF 2500 CS, something like that. Mm-hmm. Anytime new machines come on the market, it's always really interesting to me because I want to see how they will do and how they compare, et cetera. Uh, Cat had their new mill. Was it the 622 that was there, the smaller one? Yeah. Because I think they debuted the 822 um, last year in Houston. I think the 622, which is a smaller four-foot mill, was here. And it was really cool to see because most people hadn't seen them before. In fact, that was one of the things that we kind of leveraged at my booth was we gave away a bunch of models. And we had the 822 and 622 50th scale models that you, you can't get from the dealer right now they're just sold out but we happened to find one online and that was a big hit that's pretty crazy got us quite a bit of traffic those are nice little collector pieces you know (laughs) well they're awesome they're awesome so what so as as an exhibitor the foot traffic is always great no matter where you're at the foot traffic as an exhibitor has always been really good for us we had a 20 by 10 booth this year just because we're smaller guys and we don't bring equipment along because we just focus on the used stuff but so we had our booth set up and what we did is we had 16 50th scale models and then we had a, a card drop you can put your See, card you did have equipment though yeah yeah you i just, have just equipment. little equipment you had about little 20 little models right 16 16, 16. all right Close um enough. and so we had we had 
all the different brands. And so I had some Volvo uh, pavers. I had a uh, cat milling machine paver roller. I had uh, Vogela pavers, Workin mills and road tech. Uh, road tech shuttle buddy and a road tech rx 700 uh which is their bigger mill and the quality of the models has just gone up so much um cats making their uh collectible tins again and so the tins that actually come with their new mills and things like that they're gorgeous they're really really cool and so that was a big that was a really big draw i think i had over six or seven hundred people enter Wow. And a lot of people stopped by and asked about it. And a lot of people, a lot of the old timers um, were geeking out about this saying, I had something like this back in the seventies. And, you know, I have these, my grandfather gave me his from the sixties and, and it's really <laughs> cool to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember from the, the long, long time that I spent in your booth, <laughs> which is always a joke. Everyone's like, how'd you enjoy the show? I'm like, well, I don't know. I never made it out of Calvin Group's booth, you know? Yeah. yeah construction uh, equipment guy posted the picture of us in there and your dad, your dad forwarded it like, let's see what you were doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. All jokes aside though, but no, I, I did, uh, I, I did get to, uh, walk around the show quite a few times. Actually. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff from not only the U S but Canada and other countries as well, which is pretty awesome to see. Uh, everybody coming here to, you know, show off their, their tech, their products and what they can do and how they're better than the others. Yeah. I mean, going back to those, the models that you guys were raffling off, I mean, there's quite a few people that just stopped by and said, how about I just buy it from you? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, can I just have this one? And what's interesting is we had, we had a lot of cat dealers stop by again because they couldn't get the new mill models. And the crazy thing about it is for, for one of the 50th scale models, just to do a prototype is over a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. That's insane. It's nuts. But as an exhibitor, it was really nice because we got the foot traffic and we get, what I like about it is, is especially world of asphalt with some of the smaller state trade shows, you get a lot of the field guys in and it's great to talk to them to kind of learn what they like and learn about the company. But when you get to some of the guys, some of the owners, and when you get to some of the fleet managers and you can really say, this is why we like this type of machine. It, it really gives us a lot of good insight into the market and exposure and connection to the companies that are stopping by. I know most of the other um, exhibitors that I talked to had great shows, especially when it comes to like the mainline equipment stuff. All the equipment guys always have a lot of success. The plant guys have a lot of success. Our friend Matt Stoughton had a lot of people stopping by and it's just, it's really, it's what I like about world of asphalt is it's not necessarily your traditional trade show. A lot of times your traditional trade show is people are trying to like hard sell you stuff every place that you walk around. And at World of Asphalt, it's more about the industry and the discussions that you're having. It's like we have more in-depth discussions the educational. There. Yeah, because people are in the zone to learn and really focus on it. They're excited about the industry. So no matter who stops by, they're open and willing to have discussions and are genuinely interested to learn about what you're doing. Um, and they just – everybody walks – the whole floor to check out what's there. And I, I, I've, I've really enjoyed and appreciated the opportunities we've had exhibiting even just as a smaller guy. You know what I mean? Like the big guys, the cats, the, the workins, the Dynapacks, the Bowmags, the Etnowers, they're always going to be there and they're always going to have good shows. Cause this is where they can get hands on with their customers and really get that good feedback one, but also um, take the time to spend some time, you know, not just whining and dining, but just, just building those relationships. And so that's why I just think it's a no brainer for us 
to exhibit. It's just, it's such, it's such a good experience for our little niche, you know? And I think that a lot of people uh, would echo the same thing. They just, they do such a great job putting it on. And I thought the venue was good too. Indianapolis was nice. Indianapolis, like we stayed at the Marriott. And so there were like five or six hotels that had the wa- the sky bridge over to the convention center. Like it was, it was freezing cold, but we never had to go outside. We didn't have to deal with all the snow. We didn't deal with all the mess. Uh, is is a good time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we covered a lot of equipment here, <laughs> right? Um, I guess for me, drawing back to the plant stuff, you know, there's a lot of plant manufacturers there. Um, and we sent a couple of our plant operators and for them to be able to get out and, and talk to the plant manufacturers and some of their engineers, uh, on designs of, Hey, this just isn't working for us. What have you guys done in the past to overcome this? You know, is there a new design on an idler or test weights for, for your materials or controls even, um, I know that there's new valve systems being produced by different manufacturers that, are easier on the plants and you get better lifetime, better accuracy with them, more controllability that, you know, it gives them a chance not to just talk to, you know, the parts guys and, and the service guys of, Hey, how do I fix this? What do I do? It gives them a chance to really talk to whether it's the president of the company or the VP of sales, you know, the, the visitors, the attendees go to these booths for a reason, right? They're not just going in there just because they're bored. They're going in there because they want to know something. They're eager. They want to find something cool that, that intrigues them and brings interest to them that makes them want to go work with that, that component or that piece of equipment every day. Right. I mean, and then you get a hat or a shirt or stickers or something. Yeah, there, you know, there's a lot of cool swag. Them, there's, right? a, there's a lot of fun swag you can get at the trade show too. It, it's like, and people are like all Halloween. about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of candy, yeah. a lot of hats, t-shirts, stickers. Yeah. Like, like women in asphalt had their big booth and, um, they were getting out their hats and some stuff like that. And, uh, it was funny. There was a lady who was wearing one of them like, oh, I, I didn't get a chance to get over there and because they were already gone. They had already given all their hats. And she actually brought me two um, for the girls. And so I, I was able to get oh, some nice. of the cute pink hats for my girls and stuff like that, which is fun. But all the swag was great. Um, in fact, my grandmother just walked around and snacked and got little things like that. But <laughs> what I like about it is is we're, we're, we're building relationships. We're building friendships. Um, everybody has that kind of same attitude. It's very open and welcoming and this is the this is one of those places where you can ask any question and get answers because um, they'll have like the automation guys they'll have the engineers there um, they'll have the presidents of the company there um, we had some great dealer discussions over at the work in booth and with caterpillar and with all the different guys and with Volvo Volvo had um, they were out in full force and it just was it, it I just can't I can't speak highly enough for Napa and aem putting on the show you know, like they just do such a good job. And the other thing on a selfish note, on a selfish note, some of the feedback and discussion that we had talking about screen talks with some of these people was yeah, awesome. It was, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of hype around it. Yeah. There's a lot of hype around it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good sponsorship opportunities and people who want to be engaged in that. And we really appreciate that mentality. And we really appreciate that sentiment because we're, I think it's, I think it could be really cool. And, you know, there's a lot of people that I talked to, willing to do interviews, you know, like we'll have, we'll have uh, Tony white from Lee boy, um, and from Begain, uh, who's fourth generation and, and you guys know them 
wasn't her grandfather like your dad's godfather or something like that? Um, I don't know if it was my dad. She was telling sure. me something like, yeah, we'll get into it. I'm going like to ask her about that stuff. Uh, Nars from Workin is going to sit down with us and we'll get to talk about Propave and some of the stuff that he did in his past. Um, my grandfather's willing to do some stuff to talk about how he, he ran the dealership for 40 years or whatever and had all the market share and just was Mr. Blonox, right? And like, there's a lot of people that we can get to talk to just by engaging that we're very interested in doing it. You know, Brent Karen from Valley Asphalt and some of those guys, like it, it, it's really cool to see some of these discussions start building. You know, right. you see it with women of asphalt, women of asphalt are creating a voice for the women in the industry and they're doing a really good job and they got a ton of exposure um, at world asphalt. It was awesome to see. And it gives us more opportunities to say, hey, let's let's create this discussion. Let's do this thing. Let's let's really create a little bit more of a buzz and just just something to keep engaging people. That's one of the things I liked about World of Asphalt is all the guys that you sent, they were engaged. It was it was a trip for them, but they were still engaged in their industry. They were learning stuff and they were having a blast doing it. Um, every one of them I talked to were so excited that they were there. You know, like guys working on just your sub base stuff, they stay, they stopped by for 20 minutes and they were like, oh yeah, I learned this and it was so exciting. I did this and this was so cool. And it's really interesting to see how well Napa does. And we kind of hit on that with talking about the annual meeting during our last episode. It's really great to see how much the association and the industry is trying to foster education and foster these pillars of safety and technology and all the things that they're doing. And I just it's gotten me much more excited about the industry than I've been in the past. Like I th- I really feel like the upswing is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The guys definitely really appreciate, um, you know, having that opportunity to go and to see this and to talk to the manufacturers. And, and it's definitely something that I, you know, I don't want to get away from. I think it's very beneficial for the guys uh, and gals, you know, to get out there and, and to put a name to the face, you know, who are they talking with when they call for parts every mm-hmm. once in a while or or they need troubleshooting done on on the software installation or new hardware installation? You know, who who are they talking to, you, you know, just or who are you emailing back and forth with? You know, this gives them the opportunity to put a name to the face. Who, you know, who am I talking with, which is really good to build that relationship, though, too. Right. Yeah. I, th- um, I think So you, you kind of know and then you can learn who knows what over there um, at that point place of business and say okay well i need to get this done i'm gonna go talk to him or i need this i i gotta reach out to her to to get this information um it gives you a lot of good opportunities to network and and to see what else is out there and to question them i mean they might have this new piece that they're not really talking about right but if you kind of say hey man it'd be really cool if you guys could do something like this they're like actually we're kind of working on it and you you know you can almost partner with them or try to, you know, work with them on developing this of like, Hey, you know, let's install it on our plant. We'll help you guys, you know, fine tune the design and the functionality of it, which is good for everybody. Yeah. And you've got, what's, what's cool is you've got relationships like that with some of the equipment manufacturers. You've got some relationships like that with some of the automation guys. Like it's a really good thing. And I just, I just really appreciate being able to be involved in that. And so uh, hats off to Napa, to AEM, to the, everybody involved in the world of asphalt, I thought it was another resounding success. It was very, very, very good. I think they had the highest attendance ever. They were over nine thousand people, and they just—I I just can't—I just can't speak highly enough. If you're one of the listeners and you are not—if you have not been to the show—I would highly, highly recommend checking it out. That being said, you know we're real excited about 
some of the momentum that we've built going forward is screen talks. We're kind of excited about uh, what's happening in the industry right now. We're going to talk to a lot of people. I mean, I was talking to presidents of the paving divisions at, at Workin and at Caterpillar and Volvo and RoadTech, and every one of them is more than willing to sit down with us and talk. So if there's questions that you'd like us to ask, or there's topics that you'd like us to talk about or, or questions that you guys have, we just built a new website at screedtalks.com. So if there, there's a place to contact us, if you have questions, comments, um, topics, or you'd be interested in sitting down with us, we'd love to hear from you. I also have some email set up that you'll be able to find when we post this and uh, we'll put all that information in the show notes for you guys so you don't have to try to remember what the what the website was or whatever it's pretty straightforward screentalks.com right but but you know to contact us we'll have our emails and and our twitter and and all that down in the show notes for you guys mm-hmm. for ease of access yeah and like i said like when we're, we're excited to see what happens this season we're going to be posting an episode an upcoming episode list uh on the website as well telling you what's coming down the road this season and we have some sponsorship opportunities and discussions that we'll be really excited to announce in the coming weeks and again we just we can't thank you guys enough for tuning in and for listening and uh Thanks for being here, Don. And yeah, of course. And I guess just to throw it out there, um, you know, World of Asphalt was just this past year. The next one is in Atlanta, Georgia, March 9th through the 11th, 2021. That's because Con Expo is next year. Yeah, keep it in mind that's in Las Vegas. That's another really good show. It's it's a lot bigger. Yeah, that, that'll be March 10th through 14th is Con Expo. There's 2,800 exhibitors. It's 2.5 million square feet. There's over 150 education sessions. But that covers asphalt, aggregates, concrete, earth moving, lifting, mining, utilities. It's kind of the whole gamut. It's the whole shebang. And there'll be 200,000 people there. It's amazing. I also recommend going to that. We will not have a booth there um, because we just get lost in the crowd. But some of the stuff that they do is so exciting and so interesting. Yeah, it'll be really good. So join us there. Uh, look for the new website. Episode three will be out in a couple of weeks and we'll announce that topic and some of the sponsors that will be coming on board here shortly. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks again, Don. And uh, of course, you guys stay safe out there. Yep. See you guys next time.